The Duff Money Personal Finance Podcast is for beginners who are looking to learn about personal finance and investing. It's about mindset, planning, financial literacy and investing. I wasn't taught about money at school and it's a failing on the school system. After three years of learning about money, I believe that financial literacy is massively important so you can learn how to make money and keep hold of it. If you're interested in learning about money, this is the podcast for you. We'll be covering property investing, stocks and shares, crypto and anything else I can think of that will help you avoid relying on that state pension. Now, if you enjoy today's podcast, give it a little like. And if you have time, write a little review. Help me get the content out there and check out the show notes for some more Duff Money content. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to my first guest, Claire Snedker. Claire is working her way towards financial independence and one of the ways she's doing that is with property investing. We discuss working your way towards financial independence and what it means to be financially independent. Claire was a brilliant first guest. Today, Claire, I want to talk about working towards financial independence. So if you don't mind, what is your definition of financial independence? Yeah, I guess for me, um, oh, hello everyone, first of all, <laughs> I'm Claire, um, I'll just give a, a quick intro um, of me, I'm Claire, I'm 45, mother of two, dog, husband and uh, an accountant of more years than I care to remember, um, yeah, and, and, and trying to work towards financial independence, and for me really financial independence is about freedom, if I had to sum it up um, in one word, and having the freedom to work where you want to work, work with who you want to work with, um, and work on the projects that you would love to work on is a big driver um, for me. Um, and I know for the rest of my family, you know, to be able to do things like travel um, and to help other family members is a massive, a massive driver for us as well. Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds very similar to myself. Um, yeah. For me, it's like spending more time with the people that I love. Uh, yeah. Waking up on a Monday morning just as happy as on a Friday afternoon. Because <laughs> that would be nice. All my work and life, I've literally lived for the weekend, and a lot of my friends and colleagues are exactly the same. So yeah. it's about living each day, doing like living life on your terms, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and and that's what really drives us, I think, keeping that image in our minds day in, day out. When things do get a bit tough and you're like, you know, focus on the end goal, which will be that freedom. Um, yeah. yeah. And like for me to get to that financial independence, it's all about getting mm -hmm. the assets. So like having yeah. a, overview, a good overview of your personal finances, so what you're spending each month, and that includes yeah. luxuries like holidays. So that could yeah. be £2,000 a month, £3,000 a month. So once you've got a good overview of your personal finances, then you've got your target financial independence figure. Yeah, so yeah. Just for transparency, man would be yeah. £4,000 per month, and that would be yeah. £8,000 per year coming in from assets. Yeah. And my like, target would be 20 properties. And that yeah. and okay. the experience that you can get £200 per property, so that would get my target of four thousand pounds per calendar month yeah yeah so yeah it's like you said it's yeah. important to get them assets 
Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're as well working on the property pillar. I mean, I've gone for a very ambitious £10,000 a month as my goal. <laughs> why, not? Um, why not? Why not? <laughs> I'm thinking big. <laughs> I've gone for 10000 a month and also want to add into the mix to be more like residential home, mortgage-free. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, just to know that, you know, the roof over our head will be secure, whatever happens, it, you know, without, but without a mortgage to pay as well would be amazing. Um, so that's our sort of five, five year goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No mortgage, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, that's our sort of five year plan that we're working to. And um, we've sort of got a mixture, we're doing a mixture of buy to lets and I've just got our first holiday let and now looking to sort of do JV holiday lets just to try and accelerate it a bit if, if we can. Yeah. Um, that was yes. what I was going to ask you, Claire. Like, what's your background yeah. in terms of financial independence? Like, what got you to the point where financial independence become a necessity? Yeah. So I guess it was a couple of things. Um, mainly, actually, for me, it was just feeling like I got to sort of crossroads. It's like, where's my life going? And I sort of, you know, we got quite comfortable with money. And as, as money was coming in, I was like, what am I going to do with this? Um and most of my friends were just buying bigger houses and getting bigger mortgages and working harder and getting more promotions. And I just, oh, it just left me feeling a bit empty, to be honest. So um, that was when we decided to look at different strategies. And then, um, unfortunately, Richard's, my husband's father passed away and left a bit of inheritance. And I really wanted to do something um, that would leave a legacy with that money. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we enjoyed some of the money and um, but the rest of it, I was like, I really want this to mean something. And that was when we used the, the inheritance money to put into our first property. Um, so I, I, have, I have Ken to thank for that. So, yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Ken, for that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about property. Is that your strategy to get your, your, your early financial independence? Yeah, I think we've focused on property just because we started with that. And, and when we put into our first property, I really didn't have any education. And we had a brief chat, didn't we? I didn't really know what I was doing, which is quite scary when you think back. Um, so now I'm sort of well on the education train um, and networking with people that are, you know, above where I am. Um and just loving it, loving to see what other people were doing, the creative ways of buying property and um, just learning as well. Just, yeah, really great. Yeah, just to touch on something you said there, networking. Yeah. I've learned yeah. from mistakes that networking is massively important. So yeah. just to give you some background for Duff Money, it started yeah. as a blog back in 2019. Um, and I really got into personal development at the end of 2018 after... Mm -hmm at least 10 years of being negative about property, just negative mm. in general. Mm. I got properties when I was 19. I had three single lets in my early 20s. And after the financial crisis of 2008, I was 50,000 pounds in negative equity. And this had a big mm. impact on me. But I was doing it by myself. I didn't have a network, wasn't doing any education. And like mm. I said to you, when we had a brief chat before, um, this led to 10 years of mistake after mistake. And it isn't easy doing property by yourself. So yeah. when I eventually started to get a grip 
I started to read books, listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. realized that I need to get around other people, other like-minded mm-hmm. people, and it does help. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like PIN, for example, property investor network, going to PIN mm-hmm. me has really helped me because you learn from other so much from other people. And yeah. when you get around people in like in the property networking industry, they just want yeah. to have this constantly. Yeah. And through you, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I actually met my joint venture partner through through PIN, um, and it probably took about probably took about eight nine months talking, and he was explaining what he was doing, and um, and then he was like, "Oh, actually, I'm looking for someone to help me buy this holiday. Let what do you think?" And yeah, that's how. That's how my holiday let came about, really. And actually, it's the best returning asset I've got at the moment. Um, and he's gone from strength to strength. I think he's on about six or seven property. So um, and I love all the different creative ways you can go about property as well. Um, yeah. yeah. You yeah. start learning, like when you do the education, again, going back to my negative decade, I was just about mm. single lets, which mm. I do like single lets, especially when you've got yeah. a job. They're relatively yeah. So I've yeah. got seven single left that I manage myself, which is quite yeah. to be honest. But to get towards that financial independence figure that I'm after, I really yeah. need to get more creative and start bringing that cash flow in. And like yeah. you say with the holiday lets, that's definitely mm. something I've been thinking about like yeah. the last six months, I would say, or like service accommodation, getting the contract. Yes. In. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing I think we'll we'll concentrate on. So we are sort of, again, more networking and I've got um, a couple of JV partners. We've, we've said, you know, we're, we're aligned. Yes, let's go. So we're just trying to find the next the next property. So, um, yeah, I just it's so exciting just seeing what's out there as well. And I think I can't believe this whole world is out there that I never <laughs> really knew about. And I was sitting there with my numbers in the day job for, you know, years on end. It's, it's um good to see yeah. good to see success stories like i've been going to the, the property thing networking in darlington yeah. and some of the guys yeah. there some of the like, ladies and gentlemen that did the absolute yeah. smashing it in property amazing and if i was just doing my single lets working away by myself i wouldn't realize i wouldn't know about service accommodation yeah. or hmo yeah yeah i wouldn't have a clue yeah yeah no amazing yeah so, Claire, what about 2022? Mm. Have you got any big plans, property-wise? Yeah, that 2020, yeah I th- so 2022 is going to be my year of focus. I think last year was a good year, but we I was sort of, you know, went down a few rabbit holes, lost quite a lot of time looking at different strategies. Um, so it's going to be a year of focusing on JVs, Holiday Let SA, um, and also utilising my pension. So my pension, um, I've got a SAS fund, which is like a mini business in itself. Once that money lands in your in your you know your cash account, you then have to do something with it and make it work really hard. Otherwise, there's no point. Um, you know, looking at things like crypto, which we talked about, which I don't know a lot about at the moment. Um, they're my, they're my two things. Yeah. So you're going to work with your SAS and you're going to work on your crypto knowledge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm still very early days on the crypto front. That's yeah. Another conversation in itself further down the line. 
Yes. Is that yeah. it? I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. You have to tell me all about SAS pensions and I'll tell you all about crypto. <laughs> we'll swap knowledge. I love it. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot about SAS pensions now because I've sort of I've had a pension now with SAS for a couple of years. So um yeah, uh, you know, for anyone starting off in SAS like I did, I sort of didn't really have a plan for my money, which wasn't the greatest because it sat in cash for quite a while. Um so now now I sort of have much more of a plan what I'm doing and you know lending it out at sort of 10 to 12 percent return um you know secured on you know first charge property um is what I've been doing you know been very happy with it so yeah and 10 to 12 percent is better than less than one percent in the high street bank isn't it oh of course yeah and you know stock market you're probably average between what four or five percent maybe a seven on a real good year um depending well, on where you're... you you can from what i've read it's more like seven percent but then you've got a factor of inflation yeah. so yeah it's probably yes yes on yeah what well, i mean average my index funds that i invest in last year mm. i've got 21 mm. percent interest so obviously wow, I'm not get that every year. i mean some years no. minus you Two percent, whatever. What yeah. the hope is to yeah. to average out to seven percent. To seven percent, okay, yeah. And yeah, saying about that ten percent figure, like you are mm. ROI, your return on investment is massively important, especially yeah. today when inflation is so high, which yes, not a lot of people are talking about. They know it's in the background. They know the price of petrol's going up, the price of shopping's mm. going up, but I would mm. say they're not really. I would say it's background noise. And that's yeah. one of the things I've been trying to get across with Duff Money, the importance yeah. of understanding inflation. Yeah, investment. yeah, yeah. And making sure your money's, yeah, yeah, working really hard for you. I mean, the amount of people that I know sitting on tons of money just in bank accounts, and I'm like, inflation's eroding it. <laughs> do something with it. But they're too scared. They don't know what to do. Yeah, um, it comes down to a lack of knowledge, doesn't it? And yeah. scared it's that fear as well yeah there maybe he's want that fifty thousand hundred thousand sat in the bank just as like yeah. a, a buffer but it yeah. could be earning them seven percent ten percent or yeah. when you go to these property networking events people are making twenty percent twenty five percent depending yeah. on yeah. what deals they're getting yeah yeah or whatever yeah hmos yeah no definitely i completely agree um and and you're right it is about education but i think i don't know if some people not can't be bothered to be educated but maybe it seems like a lot a lot of effort i don't i don't know i don't or maybe just people just aren't aware in general of things like inflation and and try, you know the amount of people that i talk to at work and just day to day about talk about pensions and it's like i've no idea what my statement means i just literally like just makes my brain fry <laughs> yeah. um i mean i think personally i think it's fear and i think it's yeah I mean, a lot of the guys that i work with come in and like i'll be having a chat with them and they'll just want to make quick easy money they're not willing to yes yeah don't yeah if i mention inflation they're not bothered they just want like mm. the main start talking about crypto and they'll be like what's going to be the next 10x or 100x or 1000x yeah. and i'm like i can't tell yeah. you that. You've got, to work, yeah. you've got to go away and do your own research. 
yeah. you've really got to look at investing as long term, long term yeah. back holes, yes. in my opinion. But yeah, it bores them. You can see it on the face that they're not willing to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean the best thing. Yeah, I remember the best thing I ever did was I, I started my you know career what 20 odd years ago and my boss going just put into the pension I was like I don't understand it he's like just do it just do it and I was like oh thank god I listened to you and just did you know because um you know you look back and you're like I'm so glad the compounding interest over yeah. all those 20 years have actually now become a sizable sum I can do stuff with um well, going back to finance yeah. obviously what you just said there compounding compounding mm. is something most people I know don't understand no and it's no. important because that can be a game changer yeah. 15 yeah. years down the line yeah you're getting that seven percent average every year or you're getting yeah. that percent average every year yeah but what again like, yeah. people haven't got a pension like people are living in the industrial age like going to work mm. every week but and mm. focusing on the work and they're going to work till mm. the 55 and it's mm. just all the thinking they've got that final salary pension, but mm. that final salary pension isn't there anymore. No, no. You've got to come up with a little battle plan. Yeah, yeah. And I think more and more people are renting, aren't they? Um, this is what sort of slightly frightens me. I think the amount of people now that rent rather than buy and just think, oh, actually, I'll just rent forever. Um, I'm like, what about when you don't work? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I've got my own house and I've got rental properties. I, I don't think it's so bad if you rent, but you've got assets, mm. you've got rental properties. Yes, then, yes, I agree. Then you've got a pension, if you like, haven't you? Yeah, but yes, you, I agree. You're renting and you haven't got any assets, then you really are yes. in late, yeah. like in your late 50s, yeah. in your early 60s. Yeah. Because what yeah. you do? Yeah. You'll just have yeah. to. No, I, was, I was trying to teach my 12-year-old about compound interest the other day. <laughs> I was like, look at my pension pot. This is what happens if it compounds at 10% or whatever each year. And he was like, I think I get it. So it's interest on interest. I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, yeah, okay. Got a listening. <laughs> he sort of glazed over a little bit, but I think something went in. <laughs> I've tried a few times with my uh, 13-year-old and 10-year-old girls to yeah. like get the financial knowledge in there, but it's too early. Yeah. They're just... To be yeah. honest, they just take the mick out of Duff Money, if I'm being honest. They take the, the mick out of one phone voice and they really <laughs> don't want to know about financial education. It's like everything's just in the house. I mean, I, I put money away each month for them in, into an ISA, so I'm hoping yeah, by the time they're 18 or 21, they don't just yeah. go blow all the money that I'm saving for them and they continue to invest and really... Yeah make use of that compound interest yes yeah because no. if they do by the time they're 40 they won't have to work just just by investing yeah. two or three hundred pound mm -hmm. a month into this yeah vanguard index fund that i've got set up for them yeah yeah no it's amazing i'm finding that as we are so we went to our holiday let as a family and we stayed there and we met my joint bench partner and you know, I said to the kids, like, we own this property, we rent it out. So they were like, oh, that's really good. And sometimes I'll show them the bank statement with the money coming in. And I said, look, I've done nothing. I've literally done nothing. The money's come in. They're like, wow. So I think like, they're yeah. sort of starting to piece bits together. And um, 
I just want to teach them a different way from what I ever knew, really. Well, you don't get taught about no. money or investing at school, do you? No, not at all. You're failing on the school system. So no. by you teaching yeah. about money and about investing, even at this early age, yeah. will benefit them. Yeah. It will benefit them. Yeah, yeah. And no, I mean, I'm... All the mistakes that I made for, for the yeah. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so we're talking about financial independence, Claire. What can you yeah. tell the listeners a little bit of advice on to help them with their own financial independence, to get them started, to get the juices flowing? Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of sort of future self work. Um, there's a brilliant um, organis organisational psychologist, I don't know if you've heard of him, Dr. Ben Hardy. Uh, he's got lots of books out and, and um he talks a lot. He's sort of an expert now in future self. And it's, um, you know, thinking about what is what do you look like in the future? What is, you know, what are you doing as a job? Uh, who do you hang around with? Um, who are your mentors? Um, where are you living? What does your family life look like? And I think creating a future vision for us as a family collectively, you know, like the kids want to travel and that really excites us and motivates us. And, um, you know, I love, I love future self work. Um, so I think I'd start there, you know, really make a compelling vision for you and your family, if they're willing to, to come with you um, and get the family involved. Um, something me and my husband didn't do a good five years ago was talk about money together. So he was busy doing his thing. I was doing my thing and we weren't aligned um but now we have sort of little family meetings where we're like right this money's coming in what should we do with it oh there's this project we can invest in what do you think and we're we're definitely aligned now and we um include the kids as much as we can as well yeah. um so i would say yeah number one future vision number two if you've got a family and can do it as a family do that if not try and find like-minded people that can share even a little bit of what you're doing um you know it's very lonely doing it on your own um it's much more exciting with people <laughs> um and the other thing we really did was sorry claire to cut no it's all right no go on going back to networking and and not doing it yeah. back that's anyone listening and they're thinking about property investing thinking about any term any form of investing working yeah. financial independence just get around like-minded people like-minded yes. investors, positive people, and they will help yes. you so much. Yes, Sorry, completely. No, no, completely, because I think also it's not easy. Like, I'm not going to sit here and go, wow, it's so easy to make passive income. You know, you come across obstacles and, um, you know, problems solve and things don't go right, properties get downvalued. You know, there's a whole host. And so you need those people to go, wow, this has happened. And they're like, it's fine, try this, do, you know. Um, uh, and my other thing is that we we established probably about three or four years ago, like what matters to us as a family? What are we happy to spend our money on? And what actually do we want to save? So we sort of try and um, roughly have a savings target rate each month. Um, so whatever money is coming in, we try and save. I think we're sort of at about 30 odd percent um, at the moment that we try and save to then invest that doesn't include pensions actually but yeah um so 
and then we go you know I love my gym so I'm not giving out my gym membership but yeah. I don't care about phones so I've got a crappy phone <laughs> I'm not um, an old school <laughs> no, not quite, not quite a Nokia, but it's uh, an iPhone brick. <laughs> but I don't care about, I don't care about phones. So you know, the kids are like, "Mum, what's that phone?" I was like, "I just don't care. I literally do not care." But that's, you know, we live by our values. Like my value to me is, I want to keep fit and I want to pay my gym membership. So I'll forgo, you know, a, a new iPhone or whatever it is. Um, and, yeah. and we've each done that, you know, we've each, each got our own little things that we're happy to spend money on, but we know we're not saved, so we won't, you know, we won't have everything. Um, no, you can make cutbacks, and I think that's important when you're looking at personal finances, because mm -hmm. if you don't make them cutbacks, some people wouldn't be able to invest at all. But no. I'm sure that if anyone no. looks at the bank statements, they can cut the old gym memberships or yeah. subscriptions that they, they don't yeah. use. And so yeah. that same, even if it's fifty pound a month, hundred pound a month, yeah, will make a difference in time. And then yes, it comes down the line, you can make further cutbacks. Investing and and getting to that financial independence figure is more important than yeah. a two hundred pound pair of trainers from GAD, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and my kids now, you see them slowly adopting it. So, like I said to my son, "Would you need a new pair of trainers?" He's like, "Nah, these are fine." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Rubbing off on your kids more than I'm rubbing off my kids, Claire. Let's put that. <laughs> Might be because I've got boys. I don't know. I don't know if um, I'd get away because boys. I'm like, well, they don't have you know all the hair and you know. Yeah, I don't know. Bar boots, no, all right, Anna. No chance. Yes, Well, listen, Claire. It's been really good catching up and talking about financial independence. Um, thanks for being my first guest. And Loved good it. Luck, Thank good you. Luck with your journey towards financial independence. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you found value in the Duff Money podcast, please leave a little review. Your reviews will help me spread the word and to help others who are interested in personal finances and investing. For a bit more of Duff Money, you can visit the Duff Money website at duffmoneylimited.co.uk.